Miami and Clemson, a couple of two lost teams that could really use a statement win this weekend. No pressure though, right? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers. I love you guys for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy on prize picks. So on Wednesday night, I was on a Twitter space or an X space, whatever we call it now. And one of the other panelists talking Clemson at Miami this weekend was the Clemson pregame radio host. And from chatting with him and hearing what he had to say, I learned that Miami and Clemson this year are a lot more alike than I realized because he heard me open up talking about all of Miami's self-inflicted wounds, the nine turnovers over the past two games and how that's, you know, really Miami has shot themselves in the foot this year. Then he comes on and basically tells me, yeah, I, I could have said the exact same thing about Clemson so far this year. Because you look at one thing that the Tigers have done in their six games so far, they have a four and two record, same record as Miami, but they have outgained their opponents in all six of their games head-to-head. Their offenses outgained the opposing team, and that includes their losses to Duke and Florida State. And, you know, the Duke game was was wild. The Florida State game, Clemson really should have won that game in regulation. They ended up losing in overtime. They really shot themselves in the foot. And, you know, earlier this week when Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson head coach, had his weekly press conference and he was talking about the matchup with Miami, Dabo said that Miami and Clemson are both capable of beating any team in the country, but they're both also capable of losing to any team in the country. He's right about that. You know, we watched how good overall outside of uh, the early mistakes, how good Miami looked against Texas A&M. I know it was Temple uh, in that, you know, a couple games later, but Miami looked really dominant against Temple A&M. And you're kind of thinking, man, I, I think we might be able to beat just about anybody in America. Then the Georgia Tech game happens, and the third quarter, especially against North Carolina, happens, and you're like, okay, we could, we're capable of self sabotage at the grandest levels. And that's apparently true about Clemson as well. Now, Clemson's self sabotage, though, it, it happens in different ways than Miami's. The, the two are not exactly the same, okay? We talk about Miami's turnover troubles. Clemson's not been bad in that department. Uh, They take care of the football much better than Miami does. We've talked about their quarterback, Cade Klubnick, who's only thrown two interceptions to 11 touchdowns this year. He's done, obviously, a better job than Tyler Van Dyke has done in recent weeks of taking care of the football. Clemson is plus 0.3 in the turnover margin this year. That's 35th in America. That's not bad. Meanwhile, our Hurricanes mainly from the damage that has been done against Georgia Tech and North Carolina, our Hurricanes rank 109th in America with a minus 0.6 turnover margin. That's terrible. So 
Clemson fans, if I hear any of you complaining about your turnover, stop crying about it. <laughs> your turnover problems are nothing like mine. But obviously, Clemson has self-sabotaged in different ways than Miami has, where they've really, really struggled so far this year, is in their red zone scoring. That's been their kryptonite. Clemson ranks 121st in America out of 130 FBS teams in scoring points in less than 70% of their red zone trips. Touchdowns and field goals included. They score in 69% in change of their red zone trips. Uh, they have touchdowns in just 19 of their 33 trips into the red zone. Uh, Miami's red zone defense ranks you know, 72nd in the country. So that's basically average. Uh, but with Clemson, I think a lot of their red zone struggles, if you really dive deep game by game, has a lot to do with their well-documented kicking troubles this year. They're only four for 10 on field goal tries with four different kickers this year. And, you know, you remember the story of uh, Whites who like was about to get a job and then he quit his job to come out of retirement and play for Clemson again. So their, their field goal kicking has been pretty nightmarish this year. And that's one of the reasons why they're not even coming away with field goals in many of their red zone trips, but they're not coming away with touchdowns in a lot of those either. Okay. Uh, now Miami's offense, they can definitely improve on their red zone scoring. No question, but the hurricanes, they, they rank a lot better than Clemson who ranks 121st in red zone scoring. Miami's offense ranks 54th. That's average, could be, and should be a lot better. Uh, Miami scores on 86.2% of their red zone trips versus Clemson's just under 70%. Now, something we have to watch out for in this game, and I hadn't talked about it yet on this show uh, up until today, Thursday, but the Tigers are potentially getting a big boost on offense, just depending on how healthy he is. Antonio Williams, who was their top wide receiver last year, he's missed the past three games with what they think is an ankle injury, but they just had their bye week, and he is reportedly ready to return for this game against the U, their top receiver from last year. Now, the guy who's been filling in for him, the freshman Tyler Brown, has done a really good job in his absence. Maybe they find a way to get the two of them on the field together, but again, you never know. Sometimes first game back from injury, is Williams going to play 60 snaps or is he going to play six snaps? We don't know. That's something we're going to find out on Saturday because for Miami, we just had the return of Elijah Arroyo last week, but he played six snaps coming off of injury. Mario Cristobal did say that Arroyo, who should be Miami's top receiving tight end, uh, is going to hopefully play an increased role this week, right? And so, I don't care who's lining up at tight end. I want more passes thrown in their direction. Like we were talking in the media, we were talking with Cam McCormick yesterday, and I love McCormick. And he was saying like he, he gets kind of insulted when people just call him a blocking tight end, that he can also catch passes. That yes, blocking is something he really excels at, and every tight end in the room has their strengths. But you know, he also wants people to know he can catch passes. So okay. I challenge Tyler Van Dyke and I challenge Shannon Dawson to get Cam McCormick and Riley Williams and Elijah Arroyo and Jaleel Skinner, if he gets back on the field, get these guys more involved in the passing game because I think every Miami fan wants to see that. Speaking of the passing game, a Miami receiver is on pace and on track to set a couple of program records. We want to talk about that when we come back and huge honors for the Miami Hurricanes offensive line. 
Also going to answer questions from you guys. You know what we like to say, my friends? We are only getting started on this episode of Locked on Canes. And you know, I'm only getting started with prize picks. We're halfway through the college football regular season, less than halfway through the NFL season. I've never had this much fun making 25 times my money this football season on prize picks. And I've been playing prize picks since 2020. You just select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and then you place your entry. Quick withdrawals on prize picks, easy game play, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I'm telling you guys, this is going to enhance your college and pro football game watching experience. With the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player gets rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance, and you're going to be so happy you have it. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. prizepicks.com slash college and use code Locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, you guys want to check out tomorrow, Friday, Locked on College Football Kickoff Live. We're going to get you ready. All the big storylines, all the big games. I co host the show every week with Drake Toll and Kenton Gibbs. We have so much fun, guys. Talking college football, 11 a.m. live, streaming live on this channel, Locked On Canes YouTube channel, or every YouTube channel on the Locked On College Network. You can watch Locked On College football kickoff live, 11 a.m. Eastern to noon, every single Friday. Make sure you check it out tomorrow. Xavier Restrepo, we all know he's putting up insane numbers this year. And if you guys can let me say something about X, okay? We all need to appreciate this young man. I see some Canes fans dogging Restrepo because they think Tyler Van Dyke throws to him too often. And I think it's like, even if that's the case, even if you think Van Dyke is locking in on Restrepo, as some people say too often, even if that's true, that shouldn't be any knock against Restrepo. He's averaging more than 12 yards a catch. He's averaging more than a first down every single time this dude catches the football. Uh, and he's always open for a reason. And Shannon Dawson said it on Monday uh, when talking about, you know, how many times Van Dyke targets Restrepo, the ball finds a way of finding the open guy. And, and that's what's been happening with X. Uh, shout out to Allen at Kane's Warning for putting out these stats on his website. With 47 receptions through the first six games, Xavier Restrepo is on pace to shatter the single-season reception record for the Miami football program. Charleston Rambo set that with 79 receptions. He also set the uh, the yardage record with 1,172 receiving yards back in 2021. Restrepo has 574 receiving yards on those 47 catches this year. So X needs 33 more catches and 599 receiving yards through the rest of the season to break the Miami football single-season program records on yardage and catches. Uh, and then, you know, if Miami does qualify for a bowl game, you play in 13 games, 
he's going to completely shatter both of those records. So again, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you have any frustrations with the offensive playbook or who the quarterback is targeting, those frustrations should not be directed at Xavier Restrepo. We are so lucky to have this guy, okay? And he is putting up monster numbers. He scored two touchdowns this year. And like if he was averaging four or five yards a catch, I guess I can understand your complaints, but he's averaging 12.2 yards per grab. That's more than a first down every single time he catches the football. So end of the rant on that one, okay? Uh, I love this for Miami's offensive line. The Hurricanes offensive line is on the Joe Moore award watch list. There are 23 total units in the running for this, and Miami's entire offensive line is one of those. Uh, and the Joe Moore Award, it's really cool and it's really unique because it's the only major college football award that honors an entire position group, an entire unit, not any individual player. Uh, so Miami's offensive line, they're so much better than they were last year. And, you know, it's it's been the same starting group so far through six games. Uh, obviously, these last couple of games, I know the team hasn't gotten the sort of success they've wanted, but the O-line has been consistently good with Jalen Rivers, who remember, uh, he wasn't really supposed to be the starting left tackle, right? I mean, he ends up getting that job. Uh, he earned it, of course, but with Zion Nelson not being healthy and, you know, Pancake Honcho, who, by the way, is not healthy now, he suffered a season-ending injury, but, you know, he, he wasn't going to beat Jalen Rivers for that job year one. Rivers has been holding it down. Javion Cohen transferred in from Alabama. This is a future NFL player. Matt Lee has been one of the best leaders on this team. Amazing center. Inez Cooper is just a monster. And CeCe Maui Noah, you know, he's had some ups and downs as a true freshman starting at right tackle, but he's been overall very good. And he's going to end up much like Pancake Honcho in the future, being a great one for, you know, the next three years at the University of Miami. So congratulations to the offensive line at the U. I want to take some questions from you guys here. Uh, you can always reach out to us uh, on X. Uh, follow me on, on X at Locked on Canes. That's our show account. If you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. And uh, the best way to get through to us, and you can get through to me basically 24-7 on here, is by becoming a Locked on Canes insider. I include a link in the show description below. If you want to try it free for two days, click the link and become a Locked on Canes insider. I give you guys breaking news, show previews, recruiting updates, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there. Try it free for two weeks by clicking the link below. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. And we try to give you a lot of extra added value on there. We get a, a comment uh, from the Giant Ninja who says, all right, Dono, here's my take on Clemson. Best defense we're seeing this year. I need to see something new from Miami's offense, he says. The scheme doesn't seem to change. It's not a bad scheme by any means, but I'd like to see more, he says. There are no excuses why the tight end position isn't being used more efficiently in passing situations. I know Arroyo has been out, but we have talent there. Riley Williams and everyone's favorite old man. I mean, let's be a little respectful that he is, you know, he's old enough to uh, have like, I don't know, he's, he's been drinking age for like seven years, Cam McCormick. He's, He's younger than me. I'll give him that. Uh, uh, Riley Williams and, and Cam McCormick are there. He says, I need to see the Hurricanes come out on fire like they were when they were losing by 29 points. If this doesn't happen, I think we go for a third loss in a row, he says. Make me change my mind, just my take. You know, I agree with you on 
on needing to get the tight end room more involved. And, you know, Shannon Dawson talked about it this week. It's not as if he's scheming against using the tight ends. It's just, you know, Van Dyke, I guess, has been taking what he sees to be there. Maybe he should be going for the safety valves a little bit more often, but maybe they need to try to emphasize the tight end position a little bit more, but it's not like they've been scheming against it. This is just the way that things have played out so far. But here are the numbers, Ninja. In six games, three Miami Hurricanes tight ends have combined for just five total catches for 77 yards and one touchdown. I will also add in, in addition to wanting to use the tight ends more in the passing game, and listen, I, I just hope that Elijah Arroyo playing an increased role, Riley Williams getting more comfortable as he gets more mature, I hope it kind of naturally takes this evolution where we see that position group get more involved. But I also want to see more of the running backs catching passes out of the backfield. Miami running backs have combined for only 20 receiving yards and no touchdowns. So tight end room, running back room combined have just 97 receiving yards and one touchdown. And there are what, like nine, 10 players from those two position groups who have taken the field. So I think we need to see more of both of those. All right. All right. So uh, we get a comment about big picture for Miami. And if fans are, are expecting too much or should they be expecting more? And we've got something I have to address because I'm a little bit superstitious. All right. I got somebody asking me about curses. So I have to set the record straight for how these curses actually work. All right. So you know what you want to do? You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. My friends, we know there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today. It's important to be prepared, whether it's unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida. Things like this can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. I think we've all experienced that in recent years. You need the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs, guys. Jace offers customability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs, guys. I'm telling you, don't be caught unprepared. It's, it's why you need to go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all one word at Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. On a Thursday, Friday Eve, we do have tomorrow Locked on College Football Kickoff Live, 11 a.m. to noon, live every single Friday. I'm on the show with Drake Toll and, uh, and the awesome Kenton Gibbs. We're going to be talking about all the big games and the big storylines heading into this weekend. Uh, we get a comment from our good friend and Mary Kane, who we love, who says, I'm not sure why or what happened while I was asleep, but I woke up and feel really optimistic about the Clemson game. He says people are so focused on the college football playoff in the New Year's six games and don't realize that a seven and five season and a bowl game and a possible bowl win is, in fact, progress and forward movement towards being a 9-10 to 10 win team consistently. Always keeping the faith. 
although it may be tested at times, he says, in this team and in this staff. Uh, thank you for the perspective of Mary Kane. You know, I, I wonder, and obviously hypotheticals are what they are, okay? But um, would you feel differently if Miami's two losses were against Texas A&M and North Carolina instead of Georgia Tech and North Carolina? Because obviously losing to a, a not very good Georgia Tech team and then following that up with a loss to North Carolina, which means two straight losses. Every Hurricanes fan starts thinking, well, two straight is going to turn into three straight, and then we'll never win another game again. We're going to go four and eight, and the sky is falling. Uh, I wonder how differently we would feel if we had lost the two games we were supposed to lose and won all the games that we are supposed to win. Uh, obviously, you know, we can't go back in time and, and change it. If I could get back in my DeLorean and tell Mario Cristobal, take the knee. We'd be five and one. Take the knee. I wish I could do that. I can't do that. But, you know, we do have to remember that uh, regardless of how we're feeling right now, guys, last year, last year was so much worse when it came to the offensive line, uh, when it came to receivers dropping passes left and right. You know, when it came to, um, you know, we, we've had some injuries this year, obviously, but not compared to the amount and the severity of the injuries we had last year. Coaches that I still trust, again, uh, I, I still take Shannon Dawson over Josh Gaddis seven times, seven days out of seven days a week. There's no question about that. So, uh, But again, obviously, it's a sliding scale, right? If if Miami comes out and beats Clemson this weekend, we're feeling so much better. If they lose a third, third straight game, excuse me, the conversation changes every single week. But I'm with you, Mary Kane. Uh, things could be a lot worse right now. I hope they get a lot better. Uh, we get a comment from uh, a YouTube commenter who had a pretty generic username, so I don't, I don't have to shout out his name, but this is his comment. Uh, the knee was when the season got cursed. No discipline from players to coaches, he said. So he's saying that uh, when Mario Cristobal, for whatever reason, decided to run a play, Hand it off to Don Chaney, not take the knee. That was the moment the season was cursed. Um, I actually, first of all, a lot of people would say, oh, well, look, you know, they allowed Georgia Tech to beat them twice. That's a lazy analysis. It's just, it's just not true. Like Miami came out and played hard in that North Carolina game. Like you can't say that heads were hanging and they quit on their coaches. They lost the North Carolina game for two reasons. Number one, let's not forget, North Carolina's got one of the best offenses in the country. We have to give them some credit. And number two, you lose the turnover margin for zip. You're not going to beat a good team. Like you might beat, you know, a, an FCS team if you're just being really sloppy. You turn it over four times. You could still overcome that. And when you, like you're not beating North Carolina when you turn it over four times and they take care of the football. It's not happening. And then, dude, if you want to talk about curses, if you actually believe in curses, shouldn't we start with the stadium, not the Georgia Tech game? Hard Rock Stadium, you can look this up, was literally built on a Native American burial site. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins have not won a Super Bowl since they moved into that stadium in the 80s. Miami Hurricanes, of course, have not won a national championship since moving in there from the Orange Bowl. So I... I'm being tongue in cheek here. I don't actually believe in the stadium being cursed, but I mean, if you're, if you're going to talk about taking the knee being a curse, you, you could probably go like 30, 40 years deeper uh, to find the actual source of a curse. But you know what? Uh, it's, 
it's not a curse when unfortunately, you know, Miami for about uh, 15 years just didn't make the right decisions, didn't invest enough in the football program. We're still reaping the negative results from that. Let's just hope that this is really year two of a massive turnaround. And guys, we're not done this week. We're going to be talking more about the Clemson matchup. We're going to have keys to the game on tomorrow's episode. Of course, Saturday is when we do the darn thing. 8 p.m., Miami Hurricanes hosting the Clemson Tigers. We'll have recap episodes after that. I want to thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Different ways to support the show. You want to join our Locked on Canes Insiders text group. We have the link in the show description below. If you just want to send us some love, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. And if you like the audio version, which is great, you can take us with you wherever you go. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you, friends, again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.